Hello everyone. In this post, we are going to talk about the sad loss of U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Alert. A Coast Guard vessel that had a very storied history, but ultimately had a rather undignified end. So for the sake of brevity, I'll only really be covering the Coast Guard Cutter Alert for this particular episode, but if you're really interested in a good article on this class of ships, I will recommend the post from the blogger Last Stand on Zombie Island. He has a really good post about the overall class of the active cutters. But to start off, let me give some general characteristics of the Alert herself. She has a length of 125 feet, a beam of 23 feet 6 inches, and a draft of around 9 feet max. For propulsion, she was powered by two General Motors Type 268-A diesel engines generating 800 brake horsepower in total. She had a maximum speed of 13 knots and a radius of 3,300 miles at 8 knots economical speed. Her sensors were an SO-9 radar in 1945, as well as a QBE-3A sonar. In 1941, her armament consisted of one 3-inch 23 caliber gun and two depth charge tracks. By 1945, this had changed to one 40mm 60 caliber single gun and two depth charge tracks, plus two mousetraps. For crew, she had five officers and 41 enlisted. Alert was built by American Brown Boveri Electric Corporation in Camden, New Jersey. Her keel was laid on 27 May 1926. She was launched on the 30th November of 1926 and commissioned on 27 January 1927, before finally being decommissioned on 10 January 1969, where she was sold on 6 October of that year. For class design notes, the 125-foot active class cutters, also known as the buck and a quarter class, were designed to interdict smugglers during the Prohibition era. Meant to form the outer line of a patrol area, they were designed to trail motherships and intercept them when they transferred their illegal liquor to small boats. Ten of these cutters were converted to serve as buoy tenders in mid-1941. However, the wartime needs of World War II saw them reconverted back to patrol vessels. 33 ships of this class were built in total. In accordance with their envisioned long-range patrols, these cutters were designed with sufficient messing and berthing facilities in mind for the crew. If extra berthing space was needed, for example if survivors were taken aboard, then hammocks would be hung. At $63,173 each, these cutters gained a reputation for durability. Overall, these were some of the longest-serving cutters in U.S. Coast Guard history. 16 were still in active service in the 1960s, with Morris being decommissioned in 1970. U.S. Coast Guard cutter Cuyahoga was the last of the class in active service, but was sunk in a collision with motor vessel Santa Cruz II near the mouth of the Potomac River in 1978. After commissioning in January of 1927, Alert proceeded to her home port of Boston, Massachusetts, where she operated as part of Division 1 Offshore Patrol Force during Prohibition until November of 1928. Following her time on the East Coast, she was ordered to a new permanent duty station in Oakland, California, joining the other active class cutters Bonham, Ewing, Morris, and McLean. They proceeded together to their new duty station. While en route, they called at New York, New York, Charleston, South Carolina, 
Kingston, Jamaica, the Panama Canal, Acapulco, Mexico, and Mazatlan, Mexico before arriving at San Pedro on 6 January 1929. Shortly afterward, Alert proceeded to San Francisco and was berthed at the Base 11 docks in Oakland. In June of 1929, Alert's permanent duty station was changed to San Pedro due to the changing operational methods of the quote-unquote blacks, that is, liquor-smuggling motherships, which would stop in international waters to transfer their cargo to small boats that would then make the run to shore. Since the blacks had changed their operations to Guadalupe Island and further south along the California coast, having the cutter station in San Pedro meant a shorter response time. In May of 1931, Alert's duty station was again changed to Ketchikan, Alaska. From 1937 to 1940, Alert served on the Bering Sea Patrol, and in February of 1940, she returned to California with her permanent duty station being at Alameda. With additional weaponry added, she was assigned to the Navy's Western Sea Frontier Area Command and used as a training vessel throughout World War II. It was also at this time she was given the hull designation WSC-127. From 1941 to June of 1949, she was stationed at Alameda and used mostly for law enforcement and search and rescue. Following the war, the Navy transferred administrative and operational control of ALERT back to the Coast Guard. On 21 June 1949, her permanent station was changed to Morro Bay, California. However, by the 1950s, it was found that the eroding breakwater and the low number of pleasure boats and fishing vessels in the area made ALERT's presence in Morro Bay unsuitable. Hence, on 20 February 1959, she was transferred further south to San Diego. Some 90% of her time in San Diego was spent assisting boaters in distress and commercial fishing vessels. Notable activities during her time at San Diego included assisting the fishing vessels Alpha Rock and Viking, 70 miles south of Punta Baja in January of 1966, as well as fighting a fire on the fishing vessel Mondego off Point Loma on August 1967. A press release in 1967 wrote that Alert had a top speed of 19 knots. However, one former crew member who qualified as an officer of the deck noted that she would not make more than 13 knots. Alert was formally decommissioned on 10 January 1969, and in October of that year she was sold to Highland Film Laboratories in San Francisco for the price of $30,476.19. The story of Alert does not end with her decommissioning. According to the now-defunct website The Old Cutter Alert, Highland Film Labs kept the cutter in her 1945 configuration. She was continually used as a training vessel for the Sea Scouts and made appearances in films and TV shows throughout the San Francisco Bay Area. By 1990, however, the cutter sat unused until she was acquired in 2005 by the Cutter Alert Preservation Team Incorporated and made seaworthy again by Mike Stone after 18 months of badly needed maintenance. After a short shakedown cruise to the Farallon Islands off the California coast, Alert headed north to Oregon, making stops in Coos Bay and Rainier before arriving at her final destination in Portland. Alert was moored at Hayden Island off the Columbia River next to the former U.S. Navy tug Sakarisa. The Alert Preservation Team originally intended to restore the vessel and turn it into a museum ship that would accommodate tours and overnight stays. While she was still seaworthy, a lot of work still needed to be done to make the ship presentable and ready to accept visitors. The team noted that much of the onboard systems, such as the 32 VDC electrical system, generator control board, lighting, hide windlass, brickline diesel galley stove, hot and cold fresh water, plumbing, rudder controls, and engine order telegraph were the original 1926 equipment. 
Additionally, the restoration team also noted that she was the world's oldest engine-powered ex-U.S. warship in operating condition and the oldest ex-U.S. Coast Guard cutter in its original configuration still afloat at the time. In this case, original configuration probably meant she still possessed many of her original 1920s systems. Sadly, while the preservation group had her until 2013, it seems that any restoration work on the vessel stalled, and the Cutter Alert Preservation Team Incorporated went under sometime around 2019, given that their website is no longer maintained after that date. At some point in 2013, Alert was acquired by the nonprofit organization Columbia Watershed Environmental Advocates. However, that group also folded when its founder died, and the Cutter has sat abandoned ever since. The Cutter and the neighboring Sakarisa eventually fell victim to vandalism and homeless squatters. The Interstate 5 bridge that connects Hayden Island with Portland, Oregon and Vancouver, Washington sheltered a homeless encampment dubbed the Pirates of the Columbia by Portlanders. Locals in the area reported graffiti along the broken and boarded up windows on the cutter. They also noted piles of garbage along the shore. Eventually, a work crew was contracted to clear out the Pirates of the Columbia homeless camp and remove the gangplank that provided access to the alert from the shore. While sitting derelict at Hayden Island, the U.S. Coast Guard, the Oregon State Marine Board, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality, DEQ, and the Oregon Department of State Lands, DSL, worked to remove hazardous materials such as oil, batteries, and other chemicals from both Alert and Sakarisa. In total, these government agencies spent about $300,000 to remove 15,000 gallons of wastewater and various pollutants from the two vessels. The problem still remained about how to properly dispose of both vessels since the bureaucratic red tape and lack of specified funding for towing them away did not exist. Not to mention that the $2 million price tag for disposing of both would have been the responsibility of the taxpayers. Simply put, state officials have given no date as to when the vessels would be removed from the river. It was reported that alert sank on the night of 31 October 2021. The exact cause of the sinking is unknown, but U.S. Coast Guard Lieutenant Lisa Siebert speculates that, among any number of causes, people leaving hatches open could have caused rainwater to enter and partially flood the vessel, thereby making it heavier. Unfortunately, the sunken ship would now cost anywhere from 2 to $4 million to remove from the river, far above and beyond the previous price tag of $1 million. To further complicate disposal matters, the state of Oregon has no program to remove the many derelict and sunken vessels from the river, whereas the state of Washington does. Bureaucracy rears its ugly head again. On a side note, as an Oregon native myself, I can certainly attest to the number of sunken vessels in the Columbia River and the bureaucratic mess that the state has in disposing of them. Additionally, the city of Portland has something of a homeless problem that is unfortunately multifaceted and not easily solved. The cost of living in the city is very high, as in significantly higher than the national average, and the terms affordable and housing don't even belong in the same sentence together. It's really saddening to see something like this get slowly vandalized, stripped, and destroyed by squatters and people with nothing better to do with their time. Beyond the loss of alert, what is perhaps the most disheartening for naval and maritime historians is the reality that many of these storied vessels can never survive as museum ships. The restoration and maintenance of such ships are very expensive and downright impossible with a lack of funding and public support. Financial realities are daunting, and most ships simply end up being scrapped. U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Alert had a very active 40-plus year career and deserved a far better fate than the one she got. 
Sadly, she became a victim of not only the economic realities of the times, but also of vagrants and vandals. On 1 September 2022, the U.S. Coast Guard announced that it had tentative plans to remove both the sunken Alert and Sakharisa using funds from the Oil Liability Trust Fund. Early in September, the U.S. Coast Guard conducted dive operations to assess how to best raise the two vessels, with salvage operations to commence afterward and continue throughout the month. At the time, the U.S. Coast Guard had $500,000 per ship to complete the removal when previous estimates put the price at somewhere around $1 to $4 million. For the time being, the U.S. Coast Guard closed off the immediate area surrounding the sunken vessels. Later, Oregon Metro contributed $2 million to the disposal and cleanup effort. And finally, on 19 September 2022, Sakharisa was successfully removed with alert following on the 25th. Thus, the former U.S. Coast Guard Cutter Alert became no more. <laughs>